Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags. And Wags, we're continuing our positional previews today. We're talking about the edge position, the outside linebackers, the guys who get the sacks, who make the stats. Yeah, and this might or probably is uh, the best position group on the team in terms of uh, what, what we have in overall talent and depth, and uh, it, it's a smaller group because we're probably only going to have four guys on the active 53-man roster, uh, but I do expect that there's going to be some some really good competition. Uh, what looks like will be that fourth spot uh, with three of these guys pretty well locked in, uh, absent an injury uh, to making this roster. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, Wags, just getting started, um, two impact guys last season. I hate to lump them together because, you know, everybody does, but the Smiths, both Preston and Big Z Zadarius, they're different kind of guys, but they're both impact uh, franchise changers, I think, at the defensive positions here. And uh, I just expect more of the same, quite frankly, this year. I love what they brought. I thought Z maybe a little bit more vocal in the locker room, but don't sleep on Preston Smith. Preston had, I believe, 12 sacks on third down last season, Uh, a guy who just makes an impact. And with Kyler Fackrell no longer in Green Bay, I think that we're going to see Preston Smith continue to actually drop back into some pass coverage as well. So these two guys, both absolutely dynamic athletes at the outside linebacker position, and I'm expecting more leadership and more of the same this year impacting the game on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, talking about leadership and off-the-field intangibles, uh, we know these guys both bring it in spades. Uh, We just had Ty Summers on, and he talked about how they were so instrumental in making sure uh, the defensive uh, unit as well as the team as a whole was getting together off the field and and just making sure that, you know, they're not going to spend all their time together, but making sure that they uh, are doing some off-the-field activities together to – Build that culture and and uh, and really uh, build that strong team unity and bond. So um, I certainly expect that that will continue this year. Um, it's interesting. Uh, we've talked a lot about how big of an impact they made on the field as well. Uh, it's really really hard to understate exactly what they did last year. And uh, in terms of just you know, the number of sacks they got, and they did so much more than that. They were, you know, tipping passes, forcing turnovers, just disrupting quarterback and uh, tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, these guys were just both so all over the field uh, that it's hard to imagine that they could uh, impact the defense in the same way. Uh, But the good thing is, is we've been talking about um, not to, to skip over these guys, but uh, young Rashawn Gary, if he's able to make a strong step forward uh, and really start to contribute a little bit more in year two, and let's talk a little bit about Rashawn, that could mean that uh, the Smiths are able to make close or the same impact 
in fewer uh, fewer fewer snaps and they can stay fresher uh, for the long haul. And so I think that's uh, the big picture uh, that we need to be looking for uh, as we go into this season. Yeah, let's hope so, Andreshan Gary. I, I uh, I'm very hopeful. I think that you know last year. He served the purpose they were actually looking for him to do last year, give him a chance to get some snaps, uh, but he didn't need to take major, major snaps. This year he does, Wags, and he needs to do it to keep the Smiths fresh. He needs to do it to make sure that Goody uh, landed on a draft pick. He needs to do it for his own sake, and uh, I expect him to be able to do so. And, uh, you know, adding him to the mix uh, if he can be what we think he can be, he gives the Packers that chance for the Smiths to rotate in a little bit more, but also put all three on the field on critical third downs and really, really make it uncomfortable for quarterback. Yeah, and Rashawn, I think, based on what we saw from him last year, he's definitely someone that I would like to see rotate in on running downs as a starting point. If he's able to start to make an impact as a pass rusher, uh, oh, the sky's the limit for this defense. Uh, I didn't quite see it a lot last season in the limited snaps he got. And I mean, he, he was out there, uh, in terms of being a, a force in the pass rushing situations. Uh, so that remains to be seen. I think that was, uh, a little bit of the question mark on him was, uh, was he able to close, uh, as a pass rusher coming out of Michigan? And uh, certainly I'm sure he's learning and taking steps forward, uh, but that would be something that would be uh, a really big boon for this defense if Rashawn's able to do that. But heck, even if he's able to rotate out there in, in running situations and early down situations and, and gives, give Preston and Zadarius a few extra snaps off, uh, that would be significant as well because then they're able to be just a tack pressure for those pass rush situations on their own so however they need to do this um if Rashawn can 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 make a bigger contribution this year whatever that is uh that would be certainly a, a big benefit overall great point wags and i mean those three guys are blocked after that it gets to be very interesting last season the packers only keeping four edge guys um and you know i i look at this uh, up and down the the roster here. And I think I want to start with Randy Ramsey uh, because he was able to uh, carve out a spot on uh, on the practice squad last season. Uh, somebody that I know you and I like quite a bit, uh, made some waves, just missed the roster, I think, last season uh, when the Packers only kept four, but was able to hang around uh, for, for all the season on the practice squad. Kid out of a big school in Arkansas, uh, was able to play all around the field for them in college. I think he's going to be able to do that potentially at the professional level, uh, but he's got an awful lot of competition. But I think that Randy Ramsey having that extra year in Green Bay right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world, uh, he might have a leg up on some of these young guys uh, just in the sense that, you know, he was able to spend the entire season and the Packers coaching staff know who he is. Yeah, and he was a guy that went undrafted out of Arkansas, but uh, the Packers bought him in uh, before the draft last year. Uh, he was one of those guys that they had a pre-draft interview with, uh, and so clearly they liked him the whole time, ended up getting him as an undrafted free agent. And to your point, uh, certainly 
is someone that uh, they wanted to bring in and develop and, and I think has a real shot. It's a little bit of an undersized guy for an edge, um, listed at just under 240 pounds. So it'll be interesting to see if, if he is someone that makes a jump and is pushing for that last spot on the roster, how do they intend to use him situationally? Because although if Rashawn does get some extra snaps this year, uh, we didn't see a ton of snaps from Kyler Fackrell last year. Uh, we do need some contribution from whoever this fourth guy is going to be. Uh, and um, special teams might play a role as well, as always, when you're one of these last guys. So uh, what will Randy show in terms of how can they utilize him situationally uh, that he's worthy of making this push uh, to be on the active 53-man roster? Um, certainly he, he makes his name uh, in terms of having this uh, opportunity at the NFL level as a pass rusher. Uh, so it, can he, you know, make an impact or turn some heads in camp? It'll be really interesting to see uh, and watch uh, Randy Ramsey closely because uh, he's certainly someone that uh, will, you know, will be battling for a spot here in camp. Um, so that's really what we're talking about here. So, uh, Dane, what do you think? One other thing I just want to, you know, I know we kind of moved on from Sean Gary. One other thing I just want to mention, I would like to see him – off his back a little bit more for the number of snaps he had last year. Um, he was laying on his back a little bit more than I would like. Uh, so I don't know what that uh, says, if it's a conditioning thing or, you know, if he would say that he's going so hard in the snaps he has that he's a little reckless. I I'm not sure, but um, uh, it, it was a little bit more than I would like to see from my for from my taste. Uh, I just just putting that out there. So I'm not. I, I know injuries are part of the game, but it did seem like um, we had a lot of uh, uh, situations where the trainers were rushing out to pick Rashawn Gary off the turf. He jogged off the field, and uh, then you know he's back out there a quarter later, which is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just. Uh, uh, whatever is going into that, uh, it seems like we need to, to see a little bit less of that, uh, if <laughs> yeah. possible, this season. No doubt um, about that. So let's that. talk about a couple of these other guys. Unless, did you have any other thoughts on uh, Randy? No, no. I, I, I mean, I like Randy a lot, and I, I just think this is a really exciting group because it's, uh, you know, to be able to have some uh, continuity on the front end of it and now just watch some battles and camp from a lot of guys that look to have – uh, some, um, you know, some, some upside to them. I just think it's going to be a fascinating group to follow. Yeah, so let's talk about another second-year guy that was also an undrafted free agent last year and Greg Roberts. Um, and he's someone that um, is a little bigger, uh, 6'5", about 260. So he's built a little bit more like Preston. Um, so, Dane, what are you going to be looking for in camp from Greg Roberts this year? Yeah, he's a Baylor guy, Wags, and he uh, had a lot of production uh, in uh, in college. And I really like his frame. Uh, he's a physical football player, but he's got a lot to prove. But the team did show that they had interest in him, right? I mean, they had him in the physically unable to perform list almost all season, uh, but was actually practicing with the team by December. So Wags, I mean, there's clearly something there that this team likes in him, and now he's just got to put it on the field. Yeah, and that was something you noted last season is 
he was someone that they could have just cut. I mean, they kept him around all season. We really didn't see, we didn't really get a look at him. Did I mean, so I, I, it's hard to say exactly what he might be able to bring here um, in terms of, you know, having had a look at him in camp last year because we didn't get that. He, he wasn't in camp last year. Right. Uh, but but you're absolutely right. Um, he came off the physically unable to perform list, and, and then he was on the practice squad for the rest of the year um, late in the season. So uh, they bought him back, and, and I think he'll get a good ho- long look as well. Um, so I'll be curious if he's someone that, given that he has that production at Baylor and he has that build, um, is he able to be someone that can drop off into coverage and be disruptive uh, with those long arms and, and kind of just uh, be moved around a little bit and cause some confusion? Um, if Greg comes in with a good understanding of what the coaching staff is asking from him schematically, um, he'll be another one to really pay close attention to um, you know, as a second-year guy as well. The reps may not have been there, but certainly he's going to have some familiarity with the system. Yeah, and Wags, almost unheard of, right? I mean, he barely played in preseason, if at all, if I remember right, due to that injury. There wasn't a lot of reporting on what the injury was at the time, at least. And for them to just kind of keep him around, there's real intrigue there, right? Because NFL teams don't just hang on to dudes like they clearly like something an awful lot about this young man yeah yeah for sure so um he's definitely a name that you know for those of you out there that aren't real familiar with him and even though he's a second year guy i would uh you know watch closely so um so far i think it's randy ramsey and greg roberts are two of the guys at this outside linebacker group uh, that uh, will be worth paying attention to in camp for sure. So, uh, Dane, let's move on to another guy, and, and let's start talking about some of these rookies. Um, so we've got three of them that we bought in. and um, Or actually, you know what? Before we get to the rookies, let's talk a little bit about Tim Williams. Um, yeah. So Tim, Tim Williams is a former third-round pick and you know, uh, with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, so was a teammate of Zadarius Smith. I was surprised that we didn't see him at all last year, but I suppose, you know, with the group staying healthy in front of him and having both Rashawn Gary and Kyler Fackrell there, um, he might have been close to their equal, perhaps, but he wasn't going to crack in there late in the season um, after he came back. So, but this is a guy with a little bit of, a pedigree, if you will, and uh, some familiarity with the front office. Certainly, I'm sure Milt Hendrickson was instrumental in bringing him in. Uh, so, um, fourth season, this is actually his fifth season now. He spent three years with the Ravens. Um, so, what do you think? Is Tim Williams someone that, uh, you know, could slide in here as that experienced guy on steel, uh, that Kyler Fackrell spot, or what, what, what are you looking for out of him? Potentially, Wags. I mean, I look at him, I know it's a different position, but same idea, Will Redmond. Uh, Will Redmond was a third-round pick a few years ago. The Packers took a shot at him at safety, and Will has really carved out a great role for him on special teams and in some sub-packages for the Packers' defense, right? So the question is, can Tim Williams replicate that kind of production on the special teams level? 
Uh, he's not making this team, frankly. He's just not unless he can show on special teams and he can show that, you know, the team does not want to cut him. So uh, whatever he does on the defensive side of the ball in training camp and in the preseason is great. Um, but I think he's also going to have to show his prowess on special teams. I think he can do it. I, I really like uh, his pedigree. You mentioned Wags. I mean, this kid was kind of a monster at the University of Alabama. And, I mean, let's be real, that school doesn't have a lot of slouches on the football field. Uh, so he's a guy who definitely made hay at Alabama and just really at this point hasn't been able to put it together at the pro level. Um, this is probably his chance, right? After a couple of years in Baltimore, uh, coming over, he's pals with Big Z. And, uh, you know, they I think that they probably feed off each other a little bit. Uh, it's time for Tim Williams to really earn a spot because there's probably not going to be a better chance. He's got a lot of competition for this fourth spot. However, Wags, um, you know, the best guy is going to make this team, and I'm pulling for this guy. But, again, Wags, think about it in terms of Will Redman. At least that's how I'm doing it, and that he's going to have to earn his reps on special teams. Yeah, well, and he's going to have to make an impact on the field, uh, too, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, I, I know I keep saying this, but you're that fourth guy. How can you be utilized situationally to be able to help the team on the defensive side of the ball? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, special teams is always important. But, um, you know, do they need someone that can come in and, and you know, really get after the quarterback? I don't know that they really do. Uh, but that said, you pointed out uh, he <laughs> he had 19 and a half sacks in his uh, and 28 and a half tackles for a loss uh, in his junior and senior season at the University of Alabama, um, and just has not come anywhere close to making an impact um, really at all at the pro level. So, is this this the time and place for him to situationally be able to start making that impact? We'll see, um, but uh, certainly, as I said earlier, the pedigree's there, uh, the opportunity's there, uh, and uh, it's just a matter of will he put it together. Um, so there's there's limited opportunity here in camp, but I would say the three guys that we've mentioned so far, um, with Tim Williams being the third of those three, you'd have to imagine have a leg up in that competition for the fourth spot, um, and the uh, next three guys will certainly have every opportunity to get there. Uh, but uh, they may be vying more for a spot on the practice squad or, or perhaps some depth uh, for down the road if they're needed to be called down to the active roster. Uh, so, Dane, let's 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 move over to those guys then. Um, and I'm just going to name all three of them. We've got Delonte Scott, Jonathan Garvin, and Tipa Galai. Um, so all of these guys are coming in as rookies. And, you know, so um, the only one that was – uh, actually drafted was um, uh, Jonathan Garvin. He was a seventh round pick uh, out of Miami, uh, an intriguing athlete, um, you know, yeah. has has maybe, dare I say, kind of a, a perhaps a poor man's Rashawn Gary in terms of his college career. Um, but um, someone that uh, certainly the Packers wanted to snag in that last round and take a flyer on. Um, so what what can you tell us about Jonathan Garvin, and, and what are you looking for from him? Yeah, Wags, nicknamed Spider. Uh, what I like about him is he's only 20 years old. He's he's a very young man. Um, I think the knock on him at, at the collegiate level 
uh, is at times he took plays off and lacked effort. Um, that's not hopefully going to be a case with Big Z, with with Preston Smith, and with the leadership of this uh, of this defense and Wags. Frankly, I think that's what this this Packer team is banking on. Is this is a strong locker room, and uh, they're looking for somebody who's hungry. They're looking for somebody who who can be motivated by his teammates. Um, I think that young Jonathan Garvin's athletic ability is through the roof, man. Like I, I think that he can do it all. Uh, if you go back and watch his college tape, he's long, he's lanky, uh, he's strong, he's he's agile. He does all those things. I love his hand placement. He's a violent athlete. Um, but again, I think that there was some concern about the the mental aspect of the game and just the uh, the the amount of um, input he was putting in on some of those plays. If he can um, give full effort and full energy uh, in this camp, I think there's a real opportunity to make this team. And Wegs, uh, as we go down this list with uh, Tipa Nalei and with uh, and with uh, Delonte Scott. Um, I got to tell you that, um, you know, if, if we see a lot of talent here, um, I wouldn't be shocked if this team ends up going with five pass rushers and maybe only three inside linebackers and maybe just plays the numbers game a little bit. Um, but it, it starts to come down to who's going to show the most potential. But right now, just looking at it from a base level and from an athletic standpoint, um, I would argue that um, that the the young man we're talking about here, Jonathan Garvin, has about as much athletic ability as anybody out of any of the pass rushers on this defense. Yeah, and I think you made such a good point about the effort versus the guys that will be around him in the locker room. You know, I don't know uh, enough about what his situation was at Miami to sit here and speculate, but that's that program I do know and I can say has not – you know, been terribly stable, <laughs> the, the, to suffice this to say. And so, you know, uh, perhaps um, just being in a change of scenery, a better environment, I know it's weird to say that going from college to pro level, but um, you can't get any more different than Miami, Florida, uh, to Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, and uh, you, we do have a strong locker room and strong leaders right in that position group. Uh, that uh, are no nonsense guys that are giving max effort, uh, not only in games, but uh, every rep in practice. Uh, Dane, I, uh, when we were in camp last year, I parked myself uh, right next to that position group and just watched them do drills. And uh, it's Preston and Zarius uh, taking the lead in reps and then uh, Rashawn Gary uh, coming right after him. And last year it was with Kyler Fackrell. And Rashawn was going up to those guys after every set of reps looking for feedback. I mean, it's it's just, it was just, uh, you know, I I was so happy just sitting there watching uh, the the difference that those two Smiths make. Um, you can't say it enough, but um, uh, perhaps they can impart that uh, on a guy like uh, uh, Garvin because, um, you know, he's got that natural talent that's through the roof. Uh, so it's, it's certainly worth the gamble. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, so Dane, uh, moving over to Delonte Scott then. Um, he's a little older, but, uh, he's, a uh, undrafted guy they took out of, uh, Southern Methodist. Um, so another Texas kid, right? Um, and, uh, similar to, uh, dare I say in terms of size, um, very similar to Greg Roberts, the 6'5", uh, listed at 246. Uh, so a bigger, longer guy, 
uh, in that mold. So you can see that the Packers seem to design and have, um, you know, different um, physical attributes that they're looking for, even though we're talking about uh, edge or outside linebacker position. It seems they like to pair, um, you know, uh, uh, slightly different physical attributes uh, when you look at one in Zedario Smith and the other in Preston Smith and then the guys behind him. Uh, that, that seems to be a theme that we're looking at here. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious about what Delonte can do. Uh, at this next level, An- another undrafted guy, uh, and to your point, played at SMU, had so- quite a bit of production, you know, uh, or nearly 20 sacks in his collegiate career, and um, you know, not as many passes defended. Uh, from from what I've watched of him and what I've read from scouting reports, uh, more of a pure pass rusher. Like, to your point, Wag, big kid, and uh, right now, um, not coming in with as much fanfare maybe as some of these other guys. Um, but you know what? You come in, you, you put in the work, you can turn some heads really, really quick. The Packers, every single season, uh, seem to be uh, one of those great destinations for undrafted free agents. And I got to think that Delonte Scott's got an opportunity here. And, and the question is, can he seize it in uh, in limited time in front of the coaching staff? I will say, Wags, that with the uh, – um, uh, practice squad getting expanded as well. More opportunities for the Packers to maybe stash one or even two pass rushers and let them perfect their uh, their craft a little bit more. Uh, but uh, somebody that I'm, I'm really interested to keep an eye on is Delonte Scott. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I haven't watched an awful lot of football with him, just some tape that I've been able to find on the internet. Uh, but I, I do like his body size, and I think that uh, – uh, he looks like he has some of those intangibles. And, I, again, I like, uh, you know, from what I could see, hand placement looked really good, looked like a fundamental football player. Um, so, you know, I, I'm really curious to get a closer look at him once that camp actually starts up. Yeah, and, I mean, I think we're more likely seeing someone that um, potentially could develop on the practice squad. I, I think that's the more realistic um, uh, you know, window of opportunity that Delonte has for himself here. Not going to certainly ever sell a guy short. Um, certainly there's an open uh, position or perhaps two, as you said. But, um, you know, there's there's some guys that, that I think are pretty clearly ahead of him. And, and uh, the same, I think, could be said for Tipa Galai here. Um, they're more than likely battling for a, a spot on the uh, practice squad. Um, and an opportunity to stick with the team and develop and, and have that second-year opportunity that guys like Greg Roberts um, have in front of them. So it's it's not certainly uh, something not to pay attention to, um, but um, uh, I think that's that's probably more likely where we stand with someone with Jelante Scott. Yeah, and, you know, talking about uh, Tifa, a, you know, looking at him, a kid who played at TCU before transferring over to uh, Utah State, played with Jordan Love, actually wore number 10, just like Jordan Love did, but on the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I, I'm, I'm, we just recently interviewed Ty Summers. I, I, we should have uh, asked him about Tifa because it looks like they were uh, teammates for a couple seasons there. Uh, but another guy who, uh, you know, had some production in college, had a couple of interceptions as well. Uh, which I always like, seems like a guy who was around the ball and around the quarterback. 
Uh, back in 2018, he led his conference in sacks with double digits at 10. Uh, so all, all good signs trending the right way. Uh, but Wags, uh, again, uh, to your point, I think that uh, undrafted guy coming into Green Bay uh, with, with the competition that's there, it's, it's definitely an uphill battle for him. And uh, another guy where, um, you know, I really like his athleticism. He looks like he's very fit. He looks long. He looks lean. He looks like a, a pass rusher that we'd like to have in camp. Um, but now he's going to have to turn some heads and really make some impact plays, I think, to be able to earn a roster spot on the 53 yeah, I think Keepa's a guy that they're playing the long game with, to be honest with you. He just, uh, he doesn't have quite the weight that he's gonna need to, uh, maintain at the NFL level. He's listed at just under 230 pounds. Uh, and so hopefully he's been able to, uh, gain some strength and some weight, uh, some good weight yep. here, uh, leading into the season. But, uh, for all the things that you mentioned, I completely agree, but I, I really think that he's someone that they'd like to stash and see if, uh, if he can put on some weight and, and, and really be able to be a force down the road. Um, you know, uh, we've seen it before. So I, I, again, not, not to sell a guy short on the opportunity this season, but I really think that, that this is more realistically what, uh, the front office is, is planning, uh, with a guy like Tipa. Let's see if he can play some ball. Uh, and then if so, okay, let's, let's keep him around, develop, get him in the weight program and, uh, and see if he can, uh, you know, mold himself into having an NFL body. Um, and, uh, if he can do that, I think we're probably, uh, be talking about him a little bit more uh, going into next season. Yeah, Wags, good point. And I mean, that rounds out the, the position players that are currently on the roster. Uh, Wags, this being a Green Bay Packer podcast and us being Packer fans, I think we're contractually obligated to bring up uh, the uh, the free agent that's out there. <laughs> who left oh, oh, who's that? I, I don't I don't. <laughs> oh, um, I, I don't know who you're talking about, Dane. You're going to have to narrow it down a little bit more. Oh, for man. Well, you know, that guy with the hair, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Clay Matthews. Oh, uh, wait, agent. he's available? Oh. <laughs> I guess he's available. And, uh, again, looking at our contracts, we have to bring it up. Um, Weggs, do you think that there's any possibility that Clay Matthews could land back in Green Bay on a short, maybe just one year contract. Rams let him go. He was, um, to, to, from my perspective, surprisingly productive last season, uh, in, in Los Angeles. And that's not a slight on Clay. I just thought that, uh, I, I didn't think that he was going to be able to put up the numbers he did. Uh, the Packers looking for this fourth outside rusher. Uh, Clay has shown that he could play inside in a pinch as well. So, I present to you, is Clay uh, Matthews an actual option for Green Bay at this point? Well, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it takes two to tango. And let me just clear something up. Clay Matthews isn't the fourth outside linebacker. Um, (laughs) uh, No no offense to to Rashawn Gary, but he would still get plenty of opportunities. Clay Matthews is ahead of Rashawn Gary if they sign him. There's no doubt about that. And uh, he showed last year he could make an impact on the field. Uh, the level of production was not why the Rams let him go. They're basically in salary cap hell, uh, so they had to make some moves, as as most folks know. So, Clay, um, 
I think he can still play. Is he willing to come back on a team-friendly deal? Does the team want to bring him back uh, at perhaps the detriment of being able to develop some of these guys that are more likely to be around for two, three, four more seasons potentially as they fight for that number four uh, position? Uh, so I think those are the, the factors that we have to look at. Uh, sometimes it's not as simple as just bringing someone in for one season uh given that they don't really have a starting opportunity or a glaring need. Uh, so for that reason, I, I think it's probably kind of a long shot as much as I think he would actually uh, really help this defense this year. Um, I'm not sure that it's really going to all come together. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see it. Uh, but I just think there's a few too many factors and a few too many variables at play here uh, for this to happen. And let's be honest, I think Clay probably could get a little bit more opportunity and a little bit more money um, at some other uh, uh, teams. Uh, so he's just going to wait this out and see where uh, the best opportunity is as, as they get closer to the season. Um, so absent an injury, I I just don't see it as as real likely I, I hope i'm wrong dane do you do you have any angle that you can persuade me that this could really happen no <laughs> i don't <laughs> I, I don't think it's gonna happen either but i just i i i just like sugar plums dancing in my head wags the idea of the smith <laughs> with god gary and clay matthews on that third and sixth you know, and you're just like, you know what, we're going to send the house with all four of those guys on the field. I just, with Kenny Clark holding down in the middle of the defensive line, I just, you know, talk about just a nasty amount of dudes uh, hitting quarterbacks in the NFC North. But I agree with you. I think it's probably we're not going to have Clay come back to Green Bay. Uh, the Packers front office, um, right, I think most of the time uh, on things have shown that they aren't too sentimental if they were, I think Jordy Nelson would have come back to Green Bay for a season last year. Um, you know, Clay is even less likely than Jordy would have been last season. So I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's a reason that we have so many young guys in camp right now battling for that potential fourth spot. Um, but it's fun to dream and it's fun to talk about because Clay Matthews is one of the all-time great Green Bay Packers. Well, and you know, Coach Smith, uh, uh, Mike, Coach Mike Smith, our outside linebackers coach, um, maybe he'll be able to hack into to Goody's account and, and make some calls. You never know. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's really the only way this happens. I'll be perfectly honest. I, I would love it too. Um, and I understand why you had to bring it up because I'm sure many of our fellow hacker fans out there are saying, oh, why can't we bring Clay back? Um, and and the, it's not going to be just to be clear. We're not talking about signing him for eight or ten million a year. Um, you know, he would have to take a much 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 smaller contract. Um, so uh, first of all, he would have to be, uh, and then uh, the Packers would have to be interested in doing that. So I just think it's uh, too a few too many variables, and and it's, it's just really very unlikely to happen. But uh, you're absolutely right. We can always dream. Yep. It's, uh, you know, we, we had to say it. We had to talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think we've, we've really rounded out this, this, uh, position group and, uh, folks that are listening, we've done all the positions on the defensive side of the ball. We'll be previewing offense as well. 
Um, but please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a bunch of interviews with current players uh, on right now. We're going to be adding more in the future. So, uh, Wags, I mean, is there anything else we need to add as we wrap this podcast up? No. Uh, thanks for listening, and go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.